Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the leveling update. Bungie making another update to leveling. Giving people bigger jumps in their milestones is on the horizon. They're already giving bigger jumps to people on their priming grams if they're under 600 and primes are dropping more often. And now if you're under 600, they're going to be giving you bigger jumps on your milestones as well. I applauded this. I think it's great they're responding fast. I think this is confirmation that those arguing for pain points of leveling and infusion are probably going to end up being sort of like left behind in their sentimentality because... They hit level cap so fast anyway, and they've a lot of them admitted that they don't think it's a big deal because the infusion pain doesn't touch them. I actually argued that admitting the infusion pain doesn't touch it at you and telling people to play the way that you play is a concession that the pain point is imbalanced. If you as a hardcore player admit that it's not touching you and you tell other people to play like you, you're admitting that your position's kind of irrelevant because you're saying, this pain point doesn't touch me, just play like me. And I think that's not the proper way of defending it. So I think it's great Bungie's making these changes, but I think it is going to touch down on other things, the intentionality of milestones, getting gear that you need, as well as infusion cost. These systems are related, so they'll need a full-orbed, uh, solution push and I think infusion it will be the next thing looked at I think the quickest thing they're probably going to do is just yank enhancement cores out of infusion and uh, a lot of people are going to dig their heels in and say they still think the same way that's fine Bungie doesn't agree with you and neither does the community at large so that matters more than the, the opinion of this person over that person if the community is getting help and playing more that is important again we're not wanting casualification. We just want access to the content to be more streamlined because that's important for the life of Destiny and the annual pass. So if you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage or follow me on Twitter at say no to rage. If you're here right now, you can submit questions and you can also follow me on Twitter. I appreciate everybody who's been following me on Twitter. We're getting real close to a pretty cool milestone of 20K followers. <clears throat> First question, Frosty Lion with LFG posts being extremely elitist and highly toxic towards new or lapsed players, must have 20 plus clears, 22 KD. Do you think Bungie should expand upon their previously implemented guided games idea, incentivize Sherpas with powerful drops, exclusive weapons, shaders, emblems, thoughts? Thanks for the fantastic discussions. Well, thank you for your question. <clears throat> Man, I love where your head's at with this question, but my concern is that guided games didn't get traction for a variety of reasons, and I don't know if incentive was the biggest reason. I think lack of incentive was in there. I do. I think people looked at it and they're like, yeah, I don't got any real reason to do it. The main reason I think guided games struggled to get off the ground is your most qualified players to be the quote-unquote Sherpas or the guides typically are the people that are engaged the most and play the most and that that pool of players i think has a very high probability of already having people they like to play with already having a clan and already having a rhythm of engagement each week that doesn't include guided games or they just think lfg is fine like they're they're proficient enough good enough have a good enough loadout that they use lfg and have no problem so I think guided games is always going to be starved for, and it's always going to have that deficiency that the people that would really make guided games work aren't in that player pool. They're not going in there. 
So since they're not going in there, Guided Games is just always not going to have enough fuel in the tank. That car can't really get started unless you're filling up the tank with proficient, experienced players willing to be guides. I think it just gets full of people that don't know what they're doing, and they just sit and wait for forever. Now, Bungie's had this problem for a while, and I don't think that the community's behavior on LFG is a justification for a solution. I think the justification for a solution is the fact that the game should just offer you pathways to get with people, you know, and and find people to play with. The problem is, is it's just too established right now. Even if Bungie put in in in-game LFG, it wouldn't matter. And the reason that it wouldn't matter is because, again, the players that you would kind of want in that player pool filling up the LFG with, you know, knowing what they're doing and kind kind of helping out and having experience a lot of those players wouldn't use it because they already have a solution and when somebody already has a solution they're just not going to look elsewhere they're not going to take the risk of like well if i go in here to the in-game lfg i could i could i could spin my wheels for three hours and get nothing accomplished with my time or i could just wait until you know tommy and bobby are free on friday and we'll run the raid no problem so that's why I just don't think you're ever really going to see a solution like that get off the ground. I think a lot of the time, you're, the game is just too entrenched and too drawn out to really pull in uh, a feature like that and have it work well. And again, I don't think an argument from elitism on LFG is an argument that they have to like, Bungie has to do something. Like, oh, we better do something. People are being elitist on LFG. I would love to see inroads given to people so they could play raids because raids are really fun, but I just don't know if it's ever going to happen. I think that's one of the main things that stands in the way of the progress and stands in the way of guided games going somewhere uh, is mainly just the lack of players to fill it that are experienced. Train, I really agree that there should be a choice to choose between weapons and armor. I was stuck with boots that were 20 levels under. There should be an easy way to fix it. Um... Yeah, I, I this is this is going to be something that I think happens. I'd be I'll be greatly surprised if Bungie doesn't change this. If Bungie doesn't say, "Okay, okay, listen, we know you'll get stuck. We don't want people to be stuck. It's th- th- nothing is really lost by giving players intentionality over their leveling experience." So, I I think that's going to happen. I think milestones are going to start to let you choose or tell you beforehand the way that Ada's bounty tells you beforehand. If you go to the director and you look at Ada when she has a milestone for you, it says powerful armor. I think we're going to see that get implemented, not you just choosing what you get. That's just a guess. I think they're experimenting right now with it just to see if it works well. OMG, it's Scoot or Scott says, do you feel that exotics have a low drop rate and should they increase the the random in-world exotic drops a little higher of drop rates? This came up this morning and I came up with an idea that I would be okay with. I don't want exotics uh, I don't want exotics turned into this oh, just play and you'll eventually get them, right? We ran into that problem year one Destiny 2 everything was too easy to get, but if you run Escalation Protocol the week it's the shotgun, every time you kill the boss and don't get a shotgun, your drop rate chance goes up. They added that same idea to Nightfalls. If you're going for the Warden's Law, every time you finish that Nightfall and do not get the Warden's Law, your chance goes up next run. I think every reset on Tuesday 
the game should check and be like, hey, you didn't get an exotic last week. Your drop rate's going to go up just a little bit. And then second week, just a little bit more. So by the third week, your chances are pretty good you're going to get an exotic that week. And then it resets again. I think I'd be okay with that because that's still making it random and exciting and like, oh my gosh, I finally got one. But you're also protecting people from just really, really bad potential patterns of droughts where like, I just, I can't get an exotic to drop. Um, one, even if it was a protection for one exotic a week, an almost guaranteed exotic per week, kind of like how the prime works, I'd even be okay with that. Make it hidden. Don't let people know. Just be like, yeah, if you're playing, you should be getting about an exotic a week. Given that you can still get duplicate drops, I've gotten three or four weapons in a row, and I'm like, I already have these weapons. Isn't this supposed to not happen? I'm supposed to either get the new stuff or at least armor, because armor can be randomly rolled, right? I think that would be fine. Anything beyond that, I think sometimes we overreact. We're like, oh, just give everybody exotics, you know? Like, But if it's sort of protecting people who are regularly engaged, uh, you know, I think that would be okay. They literally stood on the stage and they ranted about how only half the player base attempted raids. Now, like, 12% of the player base actually tries to raid. It's funny to me. I'm sure it had a lot to do with the weapon system that came out of the raids, but they really delivered on that message. I don't understand what you're referencing, Jewish Rye. When did they rant about 50% of the player base doing raids? About how only half the player base attempted raids? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Uh, next question from you, UW Demonic says, Lono, when it comes to Gambit, do you think that people that sit in the spawn the whole time and ruin the game for the team should be kicked after a set amount of time? I can't count how many times I have lost matches because of people sitting around not playing because of the 40 matches for the breakneck. Just wondering what your thoughts would be on this matter. AFK protection is tough because people are using macros to move around and shoot their gun to trick the game into thinking that they're there. They could consider doing something like you have to at least, you know, kill a certain number of enemies. There should be a number you have to hit, right? A number that's totally reasonable. Like if you, if you don't kill this many, if you don't kill this many enemies or at least pick up this many moats, then the game's not going to count for your milestone or it's not going to count, right? I think that's totally fine. I think that's totally fine. I think if you tell people just moving and shooting isn't enough. You have to at least kill I don't know. Every round you got to at least kill 10 enemies or it's not going to count. And and people are like, what about a really bad player? Dude, if you're that bad, I don't know who's going to go into Gambit and not be able to kill 10 enemies or at least pick up 10 moats, right? Now, I'm sure there would be people that would scrape the bottom of the barrel. They'd run out, they'd kill 10 enemies, they'd pick up 10 moats, and they'd be like, I'm good, I can put the controller down. But at least that would protect you from the people that are literally not even at their at, at holding a controller or at their keyboard. They're literally somewhere else, like the macro is just doing it for them. At least it would protect you against those people. The, the, you know, every once in a while, the person that's like, I'm just going to do the 10 kills and then I'm not going to do anything. Well, that person's just an idiot. Like, you might as well play the game. If you're going to pick up the controller and kill 10 enemies or pick up 10 moats, just play the dadgum game and try to win. You know what I mean? At the very least, it would frustrate them. I would rather see them frustrated being like, wait, my macro ran all day and I didn't get any drops. I didn't get anything. What the heck? No, you didn't. You didn't do the minimum requirements. You know what I mean? 
Um, but then you've got people who don't pick up moats and spend most of their time as invaders get shafted by that. Yeah, but dude, even the people that invade the entire time would at least... Yeah, you can go see Ada. That's fine. I'll wait for you, Milo. At least those people... Come on, dude. Milo invades every single time. He would kill at least 10 enemies and pick up 10 moats around. That's not that hard. He's only invading twice before we summon. Dude, come on. Come on. Don't create Don't create phantoms and fake examples. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. People that invade habitually would at least, at least get, yeah, 10 enemies or one guardian. Oh, yeah, I mean, if you're invading, that then, then you're in the clear, you know? Yeah, Milo gets about 15 moats around. They've got to do something. I think the lion's share of the people being AFK would get totally screwed by my solution, and 98% of the community in Gambit would be like, yeah, this is totally fine. It's not hard to get 10 kills. It's not hard to, to pick up 10 moats. You don't even have to bank 10 moats. You have to pick up 10. And if somebody again goes in there and just picks up 10 and then puts a controller down, at least that douchebag has to pick his controller up and sit in front of his TV, and then he should just, and then he really should just feel like an idiot. You're, it's still eating up his time. The reason people do it is because they turn on the macro or they rubber band their controller or whatever and then they walk away. That's the problem. Are you saying we don't even get completion credit if you AFK and don't get 10 kills? Yeah, they wouldn't get completion credit. It would They would come back and not have any drops and have nothing and no games, no games for their breakneck. Right? Picking up 10 is, and not banking is even worse for the team. Yeah, I don't, like, listen, I'm just throwing out ideas. They've got to do something. Like, again, think about what I'm saying. The amount of people that would pick up 10 and not bank and then set the controller down, that's a very small amount of people. The amount of people that are AFKing with macros would get screwed and they'd stop doing it. Um, I'm usually the main invader and I always at least come close to having the most enemies defeated. Right, like how are you not killing enemies just because you're the invader? You're still in between invasions running around and killing enemies. Like, come on. Uh, Ronan says, Hey Lono, I'm a new player. My account doesn't have one month and I'm level 50, 556 light. I play after work only and not every day. Do you believe I'm in a good place? Yeah, 556, you're in a great spot. Next week, I bet you you could hit 600 without breaking a sweat if you play pretty regularly. Because all your milestones are going to give you bigger jumps and your and your prime should be dropping more often and giving you bigger jumps. Yeah, if you've not played that much and then you you can hit 600 next week and the week after that you can start working on getting a little bit higher and getting into the forges and stuff, I think you're in a fine spot. Listen, if you're having fun, that's all that matters. I think what happened is, I don't think people realize, we got three months away from Forsaken, and tons of people, more people in the community than not, the majority didn't hit max power. That's a problem. If the majority, like, 12% are at max light, that's like, that's like saying, that's like raid numbers. 12% of the community... It, you know, ran the raid. You're telling me three months after Forsaken comes out and 12% of the community's at power, at max power, you don't look at that and see that as a problem? It just... Yeah, it just doesn't... It, in my mind, it just doesn't work. You have to see that as a problem. And so, I think I think you're in a fine spot. I don't think it'll take you that long. I don't think it'll take you that long. Bull on a bike. 
How can we make infusion a more meaningful process endgame, all while looking how we want during our level up process without fear of sacrificing precious materials? I mean, why does infusion have to be a meaningful process? I don't like I don't understand. Like, think through the logic of an RPG. When you level up, you usually just have dope gear to use at your level. Destiny's a very unique game. You can get a sidearm to drop, then and that levels you up, but then you have to use the sidearm. Or you go lower, right? That's in in the grand scheme of RPGs, that's kind of unique. And given that it's unique, they have to come up with unique solutions, in my opinion. So if you're going, if you're going to tell people that, you know, you have to infuse, it doesn't need to be meaningful because again, it's, it's painful right now. And I'm just going to keep coming back to the fact that people in support of this regularly say that just play like me. I get cores all the time. Again, thank you for admitting this pain point doesn't land on you. And it is therefore an irrelevant pain point to impose on the rest of the community. Like, they think they're making some grand point by being like, it's not that hard to get cores, just do what I do. And it's like, you literally just admitted it's not a pain point for you. It's easy. So everybody else should do what you do. You just conceded that your point is is invalid and wrong. You just are you just you just cut off the branch you were standing on, right? Like when when Wiley Coyote's trying to make Roadrunner fall and he's chopping off the branch and they're both standing on the branch. Like you're undercutting and undergirding your entire argument <laughs> by being like, yeah, it doesn't hurt me at all. So even now it's not meaningful. This is why the idea of enhancement cores letting you enhance a perk, that's meaningful. That's investment in your gear. If you could grind each week a little bit more, a little bit more, all right, I got enough enhancement cores. Now I'm going to make my hand cannon reloader enhanced hand cannon reloader. That's meaningful. That's a that's a that's a grind that makes sense like you it's a tangible reward. Instead of you level up at a breakneck speed infusion's not painful for you and and then what like I, like I said, I didn't do anything. I wasn't thoughtful about my infusion at all. My third character, I made a couple decisions where I was like, this isn't worth infusing right now. I'll just wait. Maybe three pieces that I didn't infuse. All three of my characters got to 650 before I ran out of enhancement cores. It didn't even touch me as a pain point. It didn't even touch me. You know, it, and what what did it do though well i didn't masterwork any of my gear leading up to black armory because i knew i needed those enhancement cores so the real end game investment the real capstone is a hardcore player i didn't do why well because it's part of the rhythmic decision making and and and, and my choices and will as a player in the next dlc like if i want to use this you know my good stuff i'm going to need enhancement cores in order to do that i just opted to save them all so again, you're having that currency, that 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 economic contradiction of this is an economy that is used both for rhythmic decisions of the player as well as investment and in capstone into gear, and that's why the contradiction is just it needs to go away. It's just illogical. The currencies do not make sense having them combined. They just don't. So Hector Hector says what do you think if they add a new leveling system after max leveling like Diablo 3 does? Each level you get visual engrams. Each five level you get a powerful drop, a prime, or cores. I mean, it kind of already does that. So if they instituted the system, you wouldn't gain much. You're, I mean, 
every five levels, I'm probably getting more than one prime. I'm probably getting two. Probably getting two. I mean, as often as I level up and as often as I see primes, it, that, that's already in place. The prime ingram drop rate with, with the prime attunements is already in place. Now, if you want to have leveling beyond the level cap, I would be happy with a reset, triumphs, you know, getting getting emblems, getting marks on my emblems, getting a mark next to my number, you know, the more often you reset it, stuff like that, just to bring back that grind. I also said a global difficulty scale would be great, like you do in uh, Division. If I could just suddenly make everything harder, but then I get cooler drops and I get cooler cosmetics that you can't get because I've made the, you know, the difficulty of the game harder, you know, I've drugged that scale up. I'm still in the public spaces. I'm still hanging out where you're hanging out. I'm just doing less damage and taking more damage. I'm weak. I'm, I'm kind of, I've kind of reset my power in a way. That would be cool too for the, you know, the hardcore guys to have something unique to do that, you know, represents their time in the game. So then when they were like, man, you made it so easy for people to get to 600. You made it so easy for people to get 650. Yeah, but are they are they a five-star 650? Have they reset their number five times? No. Well, look at you. You're a five-star 650. You got a little five-star emblem next to your 650. And every time there's a new cap, you lose your five stars. You get to the next cap, and then you can do it again. You can reset 700, and then you can be a five-star 700. Like, if you think leveling up is like a rite of passage and a badge of honor, like, I think they could do things to make it a badge of honor that doesn't entrench a system that punishes the rest of the player base and makes leveling painful. Yeah, like a prestige system, right? Like a prestige system would be good because it would basically give you that badge of honor that you're defending and it wouldn't do it at the cost of other players' experiences. Soul Bear says, what is the point of playing the game for longer than two weeks if you reach endgame that easy? Do your weekly and that's it since you reach 650? I've gotten so many questions like this and I already outlined an idea as to why a player with this mentality needs to be educated about the value of the endgame. Getting to max level is not the end of the game at all. Every Tuesday, you should open the game and there should be a nice big infographic that highlights all the loot you can go for that week, right? Here's the weekly drop in Escalation Protocol. Blind Well needs a weekly, you know, two guns that have a really great drop rate. Crucible should have guns and Gambit should have guns that have a higher drop rate that week right and then it shows you all the nightfall guns you can grind for and what that does same thing with the forge what that does is is it informs you as a player like oh this week i can chase these guns what's that gun i've never heard of that gun oh oh the bygones oh i've been killed by the bygones in gambit that's really annoying oh it's dropping more in gambit this week oh well i'm gonna chase that right i'm gonna go after that this week like getting to 650 isn't the end of the game you're getting access to forges and raids and other other activities that, to a certain extent, only make sense once you're max power. And once you're max power, those are your pursuits. And that's why I think they're missing out on that opportunity. That infographic that Nicris does on on Twitter is amazing. It just it it just makes you kind of as if you're a fan of looter shooters. That infographic always kind of makes me salivate. I'm like, hmm, what can I go after this week? Ooh, ooh, this this nightfall, that nightfall, bliggy bliggy blah. Like, I I really really like that idea of informing the player base about their pursuits. Um. I really, really think that would help. Because if you think me, if you think me getting, if you think me getting to, 
to max level is the end of the journey, then every hardcore player would put the game down after one week or two weeks. And they and we obviously don't do that. We obviously don't do that. Apparently Milo just got a really good roll on his sniper. Let's check it out. I freaking hate you, bro. And I also hate the fact that they took away the like they constantly take us out of our our thing. He got rapid hit and Genesis. That's that's I think that's the role I said I wanted, isn't it? What's the infographic he's referring to? I believe his Twitter handle is Nickris without a K. N-I-C-R-I-S. If somebody in chat could make sure I get the correct name there. He puts out a great infographic every Tuesday, and it shows you all the pockets of the game that have drops. Now again, some of what I'm saying doesn't really work unless Bungie says, here's, oh, Nickis, no R, N-I-C-I-S. N-I-C-I-S, apparently. T-Funk just tried to post the link. Oh, Nick Regis. It's Nick Regis. It's not N-I-C-R-E-G-I-S. Nick Regis. Just no K on Nick. So, again, they have to put... I think they need to put drops in Blindwell and, and Gambit and Crucible each week. So you're like... Okay, why am I why am I interested in running Gambit this week? Oh, well the the parcel of Stardust has a high drop rate this week. Oh my gosh, I would be in Gambit, right? I wanted that and I well, I got my god roll, right? So that would be a huge win, I think, for people understanding what what can I do once I'm max level? What's the point? You got this guns, these guns in the forge, these guns in blind well, these guns in gambit, these guns in crucible, and here are the here are the items uh, in the nightfall, and that educates the player base on loot pursuit because I think a lot of people just don't understand, and once I think you get that in their brain, man, that's a hook. That is a content loop hook. They're like, dude, I can do what now? Oh, this gun's awesome. I saw somebody, I saw Lono using that Warden's Law on stream, dude. Feeding Frenzy, it's the only hand cannon that can get Feeding Frenzy. Oh my gosh, I'm going for it, you know? And that gets its hooks in people. And again, that's organic, right? That's organic player extension, not not ham-fisted player extension. Oh, well, people are playing longer because we've made leveling and infusion so dadgum painful. The only way they're going to level up is by playing like crazy. No, it's organic. They're playing more or looting more or looting less according to what they'd like to chase in the game. So hire Nick Regis and have him put those infographics on your on your reset intro screen whenever people open the game on Tuesday. And I think you'd see I think you'd see players engaging longer and, and chasing more stuff. I really do. I think you would. So I was trying to get a headshot on that guy. Bamford. Do you think this might be uh, too little too late? By now, a lot of people are already disheartened with this content drop and are left out of the initial excitement. Also, with the next content drop being focused on Gambit, I know some people are going to be skipping Black Armory and Joker's Wild, waiting to see what Penumbra brings. First of all, I don't think you're representing a large portion of the community when you say people are going to be waiting all the way for Penumbra. That's a, I think that's a, that's a small group of people. I think people that have put the game now down now, I think are probably just watching and waiting, right? Well, Lono said they're probably going to make changes to infusion. They already made two changes to leveling, right? In their blogs, you know, I, I how do I want to phrase this? Don't underestimate the power of Bungie filling a vacancy that they created being really, really winsome and inviting, 
right? Hey guys, leveling was pretty tough. We did some stuff with the leveling and infusion that made it kind of hard for you. We've remedied that. And then all of a sudden people come back and they're like, dude, I'm leveling up so fast. Oh my gosh, look at how high these drops are. When they when they fill a vacancy that they've created, it usually works in their favor. So I wouldn't be surprised if in a week or two... I, I'm telling you, Infusion's going to get adjusted. They've already adjusted leveling. And look, they made that minor adjustment to Power Ingram, you know, drops, and the player base numbers kind of bounce back a little bit. We're back up in the millions for PvE, and I think it has to do with the leveling bump. I think people are like, okay, let me take a crack. Bungie's saying, Bungie's saying that I'll level up a little bit faster. My primes will drop more often. Everybody loves to see that animation for the prime drop, right? It's like, ting, ting, you know, it's got that, that glitter on there. You know, let me see. Let, let's see let's see if Bungie's uh, if Bungie's telling the truth here and then next week oh what my milestones are gonna have bigger drops too I I think I think it's gonna work in their favor I think this is gonna be just fine that's why I said my initial impressions of black armory the day one was disappointing but I believed it, it would get better with time I did I was like this is gonna get better with time I you know people people are gonna be irritated Bungie will make adjustments and you know it'll it'll help and it has so and 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 here and here's what i want to say about joker's wild um i think we're making a lot of assumptions about oh my gosh i just killed myself by skating into that rock i think we're making a lot of assumptions about what joker's wild's going to bring so a gambit pinnacle encounter might not be pvp Given that in, in given that invading is become such a point of frustration for people, I could see the the pinnacle gambit environment that they build not having PvP. I, I really truly do. Now I don't I, I, I this is this is me this is a mixture of both theory and me kind of wishing because I kind of want that aspect to go away. It would just be fun to have a really, really challenging environment where you bank moats and fight like really harder bosses. You know, what if it's a, what if it's like a combination of a horde mode like the forges and gambit where you keep going and going and going and it gets harder and harder and harder and the further you go, the better drops you get and you don't have to worry about invasion. You don't have to worry about dealing with people messing with you. You don't have to worry about queen breakers and the like. I mean... I, I think people would really embrace and like that. And if it was really, really difficult and tough, I think people would be okay with it. We're going to get screwed here. He's going to get, we're going to get double shielded. Maybe if we're not careful, he's getting double shielded right now. Um, oh no, he's shielding two things. No, there won't be a new raid in Joker's wild. Uh, the next uh, new raid in uh, injection will be at Penumbra, which is in the summer. I completely agree uh, from uh, Infamous. I completely agree there should be intentionality in the grind. Um, take the division for example. You can look at any activity on the map and have some glo- and, and have some gloves, chest, legendary gun, etc. It makes the game uh, it makes the game more enjoyable when you know what you're grinding for and what you're not wasting precious time uh, and actually need. Oh, this isn't a question. You're just agreeing with me. Okay, cool. Juicebox says. The leveling system is going to cause huge problems in the current system going forward. Oh, this leveling system is going to cause huge problems. We get to deal with this dumpster fire every three months, question mark. Uh, It was a giant headache at Forsaken's release, but the content was so fun that most of us... um, 
that most of us let it slide. And again, it's coming up again. It'll continue to be an issue until fixed. Bungie needs to go the route of the late D1. Let me pick weapon and armor milestone. Uh, it's still got the RNG that Bungie seems to be married to. Yeah, the rest of your question got cut off. Um, yeah, you guys aren't submitting questions, just kind of ranting. That's cool. This is a place to do that, but try not to hijack, um, try not to hijack question and answer to just pontificate and rant. That's kind of, that's my job. (laughs) Uh, that's two questions in a row that weren't questions. Bass boosted, uh, Bard. What do you think of Bungie trickling content over time? As many people are unhappy with, uh, which I completely disagree with. I don't know why people would be unhappy with them trickling content over time. Uh, I have a couple of subs to thank because I do have alerts turned off. Jeritol with 21 months. Yo, it's a resub after two years. Been a great ride, and I'm glad to have been able to support you. Keep it up. Thank you, Jeritol. Rocksteady with 12 months. A whole year and keeping your primes up here. That's a red badge. Congrats, Lono, on creating a well-balanced, family-friendly channel. Well done, bud. Happy Christmas to you and your fam. And Mighty Moose with 11 months. One month away from that red badge. Thank you so much, dude. Hey, Lono, not sure why my 11 months didn't automatically update. Regardless, glad to see uh, here and always... Glad to be here and always keep up with the great content, great Q&A. Thank you. Sorry to those of you guys that kind of had to wait on a sub. Thank you. Um, you need those drifter subs? Yeah. We got a prime sub on the field. How you living, hotshot? Welcome back to the Rageless. Yeah, we'll have to, I'll have to record some drifter um, subs. People that aren't happy with the trickle um, don't understand, I, I don't think, the game they're playing. Like... They just don't understand. Like, I don't know what people expect. Do you want to go back to the days of... you want to go back to the days of Curse and Warmind and, and House of Wolves and... Uh, is that what you want to go back to? You thought that was superior? Like, I just don't understand. I'm not really sure where people's heads at when they complain about... You know, when they complain about getting drip feed content. Drip feed content is in line with the structure of Destiny. You're playing as hobby, and drip feed content always gives you something a little bit new to do. Now, if we want to have a discussion and a debate about how exciting the guns are and how exciting the new perks are, we can have that discussion. And I have really, really, you know, leaned into and said, listen, um, listen, Bungie, it's great you put all these cool new guns in. But we really need, we really need more, you know, stronger and unique perks. I love that they put unique perks on these guns. Shield Disorient, adding Disruption Break, you know, to other guns. You know, Feeding Frenzy on the machine gun, I think. that That's cool to see, but the, the perks need to be a whole lot stronger. But the, the actual logistical nature of this content delivery system, I just can't imagine a fan of Destiny being like, no, I don't like this. What the frick do you want then? Do you think they can crank out a forsaken size DLC every three months? Because they can't. Do you think they can, you know, crank out Curse of Osiris and Warmind content every three months? Because they can't. They tried, and it just wasn't very well received. Wasn't very good. The raid layers were very, very scant and not that great. I mean, they were okay, but I don't know. This system seems hugely superior they're just dealing with the logistics of getting people into the content now right you got to get people into the content you got to get people to 600 and you got to give people you know freedom to you know grind the way that they want to grind and have intentionality over their leveling t-funk do you think leveling should be more of an exponential curve rather than a linear the longer the dlc is out the higher the delta the drops are 
no, I like I don't think this solves the problem. Because the general problem that I feel like Bungie's trying to solve is such an enormous amount of players are not at 600 and the new content comes out and says, hey, we've raised the level cap, you know, past 600 to 650. Okay, great. But if I can't get to 600 quickly, I'm not going to be very interested at all. And if your answer is, oh, no. Hold on, if you wait even longer, as the season progresses, you'll be able to level up quicker. Just give it time. Like, I don't think that's the answer either because I think the interest up front matters. From 600 to 650, I don't really care about people under 600. Yeah, I mean, again, it just depends because if the forge is going to be 625... How long is it going to take people to get to 625 with the RNG and the lack of intentionality, right? How long is it going to take the average player to get to 625? That's what Bungie has to look at. Because if the Black Armory lands and it's like, yeah, you can't really do the Forge until you're at, well, let's say 620, anywhere from 616 to 620. How long is it going to take people to get there? Because once you're 616 to 620, you can do the Forge uh, proficiently. It's not going to feel like it did day one when we went in at, at you know at 600. It's not going to feel impossible. If the if that answer to that question is, oh, it's going to take them three weeks to a month, then the next question is, are people putting up with that and staying? If people are if people are taking that long to level up and they're sticking around, then there's your answer. But if it takes people a month to get halfway through the new level cap so they can play the new content, well, I think I think that potentially is then going to feed Bungie statistics and numbers that says we need to we need to fast track some of this, right? Does the journey to level matter as much or does getting people into the content loop matter? I feel like getting people into the content loop matters more because that's essentially where people kind of want to live. If all you're kind of doing is, is is segmenting the community. Thank you uh, eight months for eight months, Dirty Harry. Um, if you're just segmenting the community and you got the people that get to enjoy the content and the people that are like grinding, right? And that segment of the community, that fragmented feel it just gets magnified each 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 expansion each time they add content it just gets more and more magnified so i don't necessarily know what type of a value you're getting um by even making 600 to 650 super slow again again the current system as it stands is not a value point for the hardcores because we hit the level cap within the first week or two right so what are we protecting by saying no 600 to 650 should be slow it wasn't a value point for us well you got to play a lot you got to play like crazy 16 hours a day like I don't want to I truly I'm I'm being serious I don't want to have to do that I I would prefer not to do that I I would prefer not to do that (laughs) you know if 6 to 8 hours a day would have been proficient you know it would have been fine I would have been leveling up at a pretty good clip again Again, if it's not translating into a in, in a drawn out you know value point for hardcores, then what are we protecting? If the result is hardcores don't get a whole lot of value of it, and the rest of the community feels wrung out like a rag. 
Rusty022, leveling is simply unimportant. It's not pro- it's not a productive chase. It's chase. It's an artificial time gate to player power. What are your thoughts on Bungie making the leveling process much quicker but adding more perk or gear or ability diversity to chase instead? Sort of like a Diablo system of weapons and gear that massively boosts character effectiveness. See, you're getting at what we touched on yesterday. Once I'm at max level... It, it could be it could be a thing where once you're max level it unlocks all these new pursuits for you bounties should be unlocking on ada once you're 650 to grind for those cool new mods uh enhancement cores should be able to be used uh even the enhancement cores should be able to be used to enhance perks so you know you're in the end game you're max level well now you're turning all your reloaders into enhanced hand cannon reloader and enhanced hands on that'll take a while if the price is right so you're getting at that like there should be more of this in th- this this idea of once you're max level you're m- maybe like I said earlier you're resetting your level and you're pushing to be like a 5 star 650 so the difference between you and the casual players yeah I mean you got to 650 pretty quickly but I've reset my rank 5 times I've prestiged right I'm a 5 star 650 right I've got all my perks on enhanced I've got you know I've got all my guns masterwork I've got all these god rolls that I grinded for those are all your trophies your level your level number just can't be your trophy if it's so if it's gotten so quickly like just be real and be honest we get it so quickly you know Calcutta Ho do you think Bungie should step away from raid exotics only being heavies? Also, exotic heavy outclass all other exotics and legendary exotics. Do you think this needs to change? You got a two-part question. And the first part of your question is related to the back half of your question. We've talked about the synchronicity between. There's like a there's it's synced up, right? It just makes sense to do a powerful as an exotic. You use it less often and the difference between a legendary and exotic uh, I'm sorry, the difference between a legendary powerful and an exotic powerful is massive. There's a huge difference between Thunderlord, 1K Voices, Whisper, Sleeper, and every other powerful weapon you could you could consider using. The difference between an exotic primary and a really good legendary primary, there's not a whole lot of difference. You can only kill adds so quickly, so the difference between me using the last word and the crimson and the huckleberry and using a really great primary that's legendary there's not this big gigantic tangible difference like yo you gotta use this can they be fun yes yes certainly running ace of spades with chromatic fire running the uh running the the huckleberry in the right instances can be very fun but but when you when you have people sort of standing around and thinking about you know their their exotic choices like if they're going if they're going into end game content and they're thinking about their exotic choices i think most people are just like there's a big difference between using an exotic power and a legendary power now how can i fix this well that's one of the reasons why they make exotics powerful in the raid cuz those are generally what people are looking for anyway I said they could do they could do quests where what if you did a quest for Zavala for a linear fusion that's legendary that when equipped makes other fusions really really strong so your Telesto and your your Merciless are suddenly worth using. You know, you could do something with rockets and then all of a sudden, you know, any gun with 
explosive rounds is gets gets little teeny grenades to come out if you use an explosive round gun on a, on an enemy and you get a headshot you know like all of a sudden the firefly effect on ace of spades gets like little miniature grenades if you use this new legendary rocket launcher you'd call it danger close so those two come together that'd be the only thing i could think of like i just don't i just don't see a reason other than fun a lot of the times especially in pve as soon as you take off an exotic power you're like i just feel weaker as soon as the boss comes out um so i don't have all the answers but that's kind of where i'm going is thinking through you know the synchronicity there would be i think the way to do it uh that's a good one being enemies while participating in lost forge right what is it defeat enemies while participating in ignition yeah i can do that um destroy the black armory shield drones that'll happen naturally um and we'll just have all these those are those are good for the modulus reports i'm really liking this this grind for this hand cannon it's just a fun grind man it's just a good loop i just wish you didn't have to go back to ada so often juice box I'm a worker lurker, so my book length questions are because I can't typically post in chat at will. I sneak off to write my post and then listen while at work. So I want to make sure it's fully vetted questions. Sorry for the verbosity. Even an apology about how verbose I am. No, it's fine, Juicebox. It's fine. I'll, I'll get to, I'll get to your question. <laughs> uh, if you can actually ask it, because I think you cut off your own question. It was so long. Um, crusty meat. I'm a hardcore player, and I love when the cap gets increased. I love getting back into the grind and seeing my power go up. Therefore, I feel like a level increase is a value point for me. I'm fine with them streamlining the grind to 600. If casuals don't put in enough time to level like everyone else and put in the work, why should we cater to them? We should be more focused on how to turn casuals into hardcores. I don't think it makes uh, the playtime to level... Uh, I don't think it takes that much playtime to level to get to endgame. Well, I mean, tell that to 12% of the community being at 600 after three months. The facts just don't agree with you. Right? You are totally allowed to have this opinion, but the facts just don't agree with you. Most people didn't get to 600, so it's either not as easy as you think, maybe the RNG aspect turned a lot of people away so they just stopped playing, so they stalled out in the mid-500s, maybe the structure just made people play less. I don't know. Right? And Eugene's making a point that I was literally just getting ready to make. How do you turn casuals into hardcores? You give them access to the content that makes people hardcore, not gate them from it. Exactly. You don't turn a casual into a hardcore by gatekeeping. You turn a casual into hardcore by getting their hooks in them. Like I said, with that image every week that would show them, like, here are the guns in Blindwell that are dropping this week. Gambit, Crucible, the Forges, Escalation Protocol, the Nightfall guns. Like, here are all the things you can grind for this week. Look at all this loot. That's how you turn a casual into hardcore. You don't turn a casual into hardcore by saying, if you even want to touch this content, dude, you better have great luck and a lot of hours. Like, that's just not it. They're just going to say, fine, Lono Shrug, I'm out, I'm not playing. Ted Nugent with five months, Zer loved my cookie. Oh, where's Zer? Let's go give him his cookie. Um, Can somebody in chat, before we start this, I want to do that. Somebody in chat, let me know where Zer is. I'm, let's go pay him a visit. Um, Next question. 
juice box last one before i have to go back to work i know that you are loving scourge the new raid and i also know that you have said you won't ever go back to service stream with scourge is there a chance that we can go back to a sort of raids with subs or sub celebration type content in the future uh he's on io okay um i'm not gonna say no to this because i am liking it a lot uh i am i am liking it a lot and celebration streams with drinks were really really fun and playing with you guys during the day is really fun the biggest thing that's going to stand in our way and the biggest hurdle it's going to be the pc player base like the other day i was like yeah we could run some raids who's who can play right now jump into lono sub chat and nobody jumped in there was like two or three people some of that just takes time i think some of that's just going to take time for the community to catch up so in a week or two there'll be more people in the mix on pc here during the day that are also at level to do it so but I'm not going back to a service stream with raffles. But being in there more often, sure, definitely. Because it's so much fun. Winter Gorilla. Uh, what's wrong with leveling in Warmine? What was wrong with the leveling in Warmine? Using blues to bring up lower power helped to protect us against bad RNG. They can implement a hard cap on blues 15 to 20 below max power, which would still leave a grind for max level. Man, oh man. Like, yeah, you're right on the money. I mean, I, th- yeah. Yeah, I mean, I even said one of the things they could do right now, like they're saying, well, milestones and your and your priming grams will give you bigger jumps, right? And the priming grams will drop more often. I said everything should get you to 600. A public event, a lost sector, a strike, everything should drop stuff at 600, right? He literally gave me uh, another bounty and a pair of blue boots. Come on, Zurer, I gave you a cookie, man. I'm glad we didn't make a bunch of Zur cookies. I thought maybe he was going to have a chance to give something pretty dope. We'll have to wait and see what Reddit says. I could see somebody dumping a bunch of cookies in this man's mouth and seeing if an exotic pops out. Uh, we got a t- we got a pulse rifle with hip fire. Man, I'm sorry, a scout rifle with hip fire. Here we come. <laughs> what a great roll. Uh, he's got oh he's got Orpheus rigs. What what's what's the draw? Oh, it's a special ammo. Outreach reduces the cooldown when using your class ability. Oh, reduces melee cooldown when using your class ability. That's not a bad set of Orpheus rigs, honestly. What's the hollow fire got? Special and unflinching kinetic. I don't know if I bought one of these or not. We're gonna buy one. Um, those are better rolls than the ones you get in collections. And then let's see what we can get for our faded ingram. Skyburners. See, that's supposed to have a likelihood of being, uh... That's supposed to have a likelihood of not being guns, but... Whatever. Okay. Let's head back to Nessus so we can do this forge. Next question, Matrix. By the way, guys, thank you for the contribution, the support, the viewership, and the questions. I love doing these with you. I am loving where the content is right now, and I can't wait to do more diversification with Red Dead and other things. So thank you guys so much for the support. Matrix says, not a question, but I want to point out that I didn't stop playing year one because I hit 300 quick. I stopped playing because there was nothing to go after once I got there. Leveling doesn't need to be hard. This is a pretty decent testimonial, and it does kind of expose one of the problems with year one problem with year one wasn't leveling too quickly it was getting all the gear too quickly and i highlighted that yesterday you know oh you got a better devils well you're done you got a you got a great archetype hand cannon there's no reason to do anything else if you like it because there's no random rolls the lack of random rolls and the ease of accessibility uh was just problematic you know it just 
it was it was problematic it just didn't it didn't uh it didn't make anything difficult to get nothing was difficult to get at all um this guy's gonna drop him right off the edge I was just gonna waste uh, my heavy ammo on him just because I can hit this this flag. Next question from Krusty Meat. I love Destiny. I've been a hardcore player since the beginning of the one. Do you have any tips for smaller content creators in the Destiny community? I mean, the th- the thing I always tell people whenever you're whenever you're going into content creation, and this is gonna be challenging for Destiny because. The, the, the directory is pretty well entrenched with like where people are and what they want to watch but can you offer anything that nobody else is offering would be the question I would ask you the room the, the, the silver lining of how you know Destiny is structured right now is service streams don't get the pull that they used to and there's no trials so there's no trial service streams so it used to feel like the only way you could get traction in the directory was to be a service stream that's not really true anymore. And because that's not really true anymore, I think there's room for more, you know, more like curated content, like kind of doing what I'm doing right now. I'm not saying to copy what I'm doing, but like, I, people love to debate and talk about Destiny. I think that's why Q&A, I think that's why having such a small gameplay window, I get a viewership bump when we do this. And when I'm done, we get a viewership drop. People really enjoy this aspect of the content, okay? That's not just because I'm good at Q&A and good at talking. I think that plays a part, right? I know that's a value set that I have. I'm quick on my feet. We have a saucy back and forth. People like to see me get wound up and passionate. Um, I'm good at just talking nonstop and, and having it sound good. Like I know there's a lot of value points that I bring, but I also think it just naturally gravitates and falls in the lane of the community like it just it just pulls people in people love to talk about this so if you're going to look at the directory and try and do things that other people aren't doing that would be a way to stand out you know is there anything you can do that nobody else is doing and then you've really got to be on and stream as much as you can that's the big problem i think with a lot of the early streamers you know new streamers is they have a real life you know they can't just like not that I don't have a real life, but like they have a life outside of streaming. They have a job. They have responsibilities. Like this is my responsibility. You know what I mean? I've had I've had this troll come in every once in a while. Just a total douchebag loser. Hangs out here all day waiting for me to say stuff. Like they came in yesterday and they referenced things that had happened at eight in the morning as well as things that happened at like one in the afternoon. They literally hung out the entire day. And one of the things they consistently come back and say to me is why are you ignoring your family go pay attention to your family you're just hiding out in the basement and just neglecting your family well this person is an ignoramus with a skull thicker than a freaking block of wood like this this is my job i literally provide for my family doing this right if you're not in that situation right if you're not in that situation then going live as often as you possibly can is going to be challenging 
I've always told people this in the beginning. I've said, listen, if if you're starting out streaming and you got to put in shifts the next day at the bank, staying up extra late so that you can be live as long as possible, and then you're tired the next day at you know when you're at the bank, and it makes you hate your job even more, and then you just you just wish you could become a streamer even more. That's going to make you a bad streamer and a bad banker. You're going to be bad at both. You know what I mean? So don't don't throw yourself in the in the in the in the grinder of trying to stream and in the process lower your life's value you know you're 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 not hanging out with your friends you're too tired to go to the movies you're a bad you know you're bad at your job you know so i would say i would say start small be live as possible as much as you possibly can and try and do something original um so Those who work eight to six Monday through Friday are bad people. Yeah, you didn't know that. You when you go to work and you go to work from nine to five every day, you didn't know that you're ignoring your family and being a terrible father or mother. You didn't know that. Yeah, that's the reasoning of this ignoramus that thinks that they're trolling me. I don't even acknowledge them when they come in anymore. It's like you're that stupid. Like I don't even know how they formulate sentences because their intelligence level is so low. It's like I don't I don't know how you manage to make multiple alternate accounts because your level of stupidity is unmatched like I've never met a person more stupid and disconnected from reality like truly it's like I don't know how you manage to type sentences and not just drool on your keyboard and break things like some monkey without you know without a frontal cortex like I don't get it uh Putin work BB not about leveling but I find loot incentives from last wish and scourge aren't there Curated roles are nice, but not nice like Wrath Weapons, Chaos Dogma, If Materia, etc. Don't forget Genesis Chain. Uh, do you feel raid weapons should only have curated roles, but with powerful, unique perks? No. No. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to half agree with you. Their curated roles should be ridiculously awesome, but I think the combination of curated roles with random roles is beautiful. Thank you for the thousand bits, Flyers, and thank you for doing hashtag charity. I think the combination of curated roles with random roles is magnificent because it enables player freedom. You can say, yeah, the curated role is nice, but I really want this perk combination. We've already enumerated what we think would be better combinations on the new shotgun that has trench barrel. We've already kind of outlined like, yeah, grave robber is cool, but grave robber is not nearly as cool as if it, if it rolled with trench barrel and this other thing. 500 bits from smack. Thank you also for doing the hashtag charity. Um, so I, I think that, I think that that combination is nice, but I am going to agree with you that the curated roles should be significantly better. We shouldn't be able to dream up better roles than the curated role. Chattering Bones curated role, not that great. The trench barrel curated role on the new shotgun is actually not that great. I mean, feeding, I'm not, not feeding frenzy. I'm sorry. Grave robber is cool, but generally when you're using the weapon, there's not really a chance for Grave Robber. Now, if there's an ad nearby, it actually is kind of nice. You, you punch them, it reloads the gun, you just proc Trench Barrel, and you turn back to killing the Major. That's actually kind of cool. But a lot of the times, the way that you're using the weapon, it would make more sense to have some other roles that we've kind of thought through and you know thought would be better. Uh, yeah, the, tr- the curated trust is trash. I mean, there's, there's curated roles that are not good. Um, and... I think that that giving that freedom to the player is nice, but anytime here's here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna I'm gonna draw this line in the sand. 
If you're creating a curated role, it should have a unique perk you can't get on any other role. So when I look at the curated, when I look at the curated shotgun and I'm like, that, that it has trench barrel on it, that should be the only way I get trench barrel on that gun, right? And then you're like, well, you could go for random rolls, but you're sacrificing, like you're going and leaning away from the really, really strong, uh, unique perk. So then that the draw, the draw is not, is not, oh, it's such a great gun. The draw is this gun is unique. There's a difference between just making a gun that's good and making a gun that's unique. Why do you think Ikelos was just such a, just such a, uh, not even a, I don't even, not a one trick pony. It was like a 10 trick pony, right? It's a 10 trick pony. It, it could do everything. It could do the close range damage. It could do boss damage. It was unique. It was powerful. It hit every marker of good loot in a, in a, in a loot based game. It hit every marker powerful and unique and it's power. It, it, it's uniqueness is what made it powerful. Like it was just a per, it was just perfect. It was in harmony. And I think, I think curated roles, especially curated roles in endgame content, should always be that way. You should not be grabbing a curated role from the raid and like being like, it's crap, you know? That should just should not be a sentence that is utterable. Um I got rapid hit and shield disorient with stability. We really want a rampage outlaw. Um Rapid hit with shield disorient's kinda nice. I still think shield disorient should be a universal shield popper. It should pop every shield, and then it should disorient if it matches the shield. Therefore, it gives the gun a universality and a power, again, tied to its uniqueness. Um, so. Enviro, what are your thoughts on dupe protection for Milestone? It has been a very large pain point of my power grind. Um, making sure I have enough of these reports before we go to the tower. Every single milestone has been a dupe of the one that came before it, leading to very little gains and a great amount of playtime. I don't think it would make the grind more casual, simple, give power diversity to your loadout. Um, progression and loot and the reasons I play this game, what lacks, uh, when that lacks, my interest wanes. Right, so... Essentially, essentially what Enviro is getting at is one of the things I talked about this morning is that the two sort of pillars that kind of get people into the game and into the lane of wanting to play the content loop, the two things are cool loot and feeling a sense of progression. Like those things are kind of like, that's just kind of how you get started. You're like, yeah, let me get in the boxing ring. Like those are the two things you kind of need. And using the loot that you wanted is frustrated by infusion costs, and the sense of progression is frustrated by bad RNG. The car's not even getting started. You're not even getting people to the point. As Eugene said earlier, turning a casual into hardcore, get them into the dadgum content. People can't even get into the content because those two things just aren't, they're not firing. Like the car's just stalling out. It's like when you're sitting there just trying to start the lawnmower and you're throwing your back out. It's like, come on! So intentionality and progression and empowering players to feel that sense of volition and choice of like, I can use the guns I want. I don't have to deal with high infusion costs. You get that car started and then you can talk about like getting people into 625 and 650 environments and the grind and the loot and the, and the, 
the romantic nature of the game, like putting those loot pictures in front of their face and getting them to go do Blind Well or Escalation Protocol or the Forges or whatever. My hardcore intent starting to go out the window. I think you. I think this is one of the reasons Bungie is 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 acting so quickly. When they look at their player base and they say, okay, here's a bracket of players who play 20 to 30 hours a week. That's a pretty good chunk of time, right? This bracket of player, they're walking away. They're not like, look at their level gains. Like the average level gain for this bracket is, is kind of low. Bad RNG's contributing to that. Limited milestones contributing to that, right? And this bracket of player is now stopping. If you're losing the casual bracket and the medium, medium casual, medium hardcore bracket, right? If you're losing all those brackets, that's when Bungie's like, whoa! Appealing to the 1% is fine and all, but like, you can't kick people in the face in the process. You can appeal to my hardcore sentimentality without drop kicking the rest of the community. But it's just better for the hardcores. It's better for the grind. I think you can invest in the hardcore grind and invest in the long end game without putting this big giant barricade between players and fun and players and volitional choice and players and end game content so at the at the end at the end of the day that's the real question is are you capturing and keeping a good chunk a healthy chunk of the player base and i think the answer to that question since black armory has landed the answer to that question has been no and their response is quick, and I think their response is getting people to come back in. The player base numbers rebounded already. I wouldn't be surprised if they rebounded even more next week. When people are like, not only do my primes give me bigger drops and drop more often, but now my milestones give me bigger drops as well. Let's get in there and level up, Guardian. Saving Annihilator. Perks like Dragonfly and Shield Disruptor seem to point toward Bungie wanting energy primaries, having more crowd control capabilities for advantagement. How can they make this even more enticing? Do exactly what I just said. I think immediately they need to say, okay, Shield Disruptor needs to be a Shield Disruptor. Right? It needs to... Oh, no. I mean, you're, I'm sorry. You're combining. It's, it's, um, it's Shield Disorient and Disruption Break. Shield Disorient and Disruption Break. I think Shield Disorient, again, should just pop every shield. It should do that, like, pop effect, where, like, the shield pops and everybody kind of gets a little blast. It's like a on-demand dragonfly, right? You just kind of pop the shield and it blasts everybody. And then if you match, it should disorient. That gives the perk power, universality, like, it's universal, it's unique, and, and it's not a bad substitute for dragonfly. Dragonfly is certainly better, popping heads and getting that explosion is really nice especially with the new dragonfly perk but at least the perk would be strong right now shield disorient only procs when you match and is only helpful when you match and there's other ads around that's like ridiculously conditional shield pop always happened got in this debate last night I thought it always bursts when you match shields it always does burst when you match shields Jalen I'm saying that shield disorient should make any shield do the pop so if it's in this case the orchids void if you shoot shoot arc and solar the pop happens and everybody kind of gets stunned and hurt and if you match a void shield it does that and then it disorients everybody so it, it it's it's stronger right it can pop any shield and make it do the blast effect but because it's so powerful it causes a disorientation when you match that would make shield disorient 
worth using. Shield Disorient is not worth using. As I just outlined, it is way too conditional. If there's no Void Shields, the perk is dead in the water. Right? If, the, if there's no Void Shields, the perk's dead in the water. Right? And then if there are Void Shields, it only is beneficial if you kill the guy and there's people nearby. Most of the time you pop the shield on a guy like that, him being disoriented is helpful, but like it's not needed. It's not like, yeah, thank you so much. I made that captain disoriented. I mean, look how fast I just took care of that guy. I didn't even match his shield. I just barrel stuffed him with a shotgun. So like disorient is just, it just, again, shield disorient is too conditional. Way too conditional. Uh, Maruso350, uh, do you think the bad ranking system, the bad butt ranking system, sorry, I don't like to swear on stream, I know it's in, I know it's in Borderlands, but still, do you think that ranking system, which we know from Borderlands, would work in Destiny? I think we could see so much more variety. Yeah, the Triumph score is kind of that, isn't it? And it just, it, yeah, and you have to wear an emblem for it to show up, you know? You have to wear an emblem for it to show up. And the five star, the five, you know, being a six fifty five star because you've reset your rank a number of times would kind of get at that. But again, I think what you're getting at, and what I'm getting at, we're attacking the problem just from different angles. The real issue would be there being a very tangible and visible reward. So, like, if I if I actually reset my rank that many times, or my triumph score gets really high, it'd be really really cool if I could get. Uh, if I could get shaders and ornaments for that that you can't get anywhere else, you know, what if you could get an entire, you know, shader and ornamental set for your armor or your guns or whatever, like that you can't get until you max out that triumph score. What if every 100,000 score on your triumph, you got access to like a new layer of, of chromatic effects or something, right? So when you're a five star 650, you've reset your 650, you know, you've reset your rank that many times, or you've got a triumph score that's hit certain levels, you know, all your armor is like glowing a certain color, or you know how we've looked at a couple of the blue shift dream style shaders that move. Uh, there's a very slight movement on the new shaders as well from the black armory that come on the black armory guns, it's like a slight movement. Um, maybe do that too. So that way, when you're like, hey, I'm a five-star 650, people don't have to do this. Okay, hang on. Let me go to the roster. Okay, hang on. Let me look at this guy. Oh, look. Oh, this guy's from math class. Oh, look. He's a 650, you know, five-star. Cool, neat. It would be in the game. You'd be strutting around the tower, you know, looking like, you know, Iron Man built your built your armor. It'd be like glowing and shiny and cool. Well, that's, that's a badge of honor. That'll make you kind of peacock around the tower and strut and feel cool. And then it's just visual, even for streamers, right? You'd be watching my stream, and I'd be like, hang on, let me change my gear, guys. And I'd, like, open up my menu, and you'd be like, uh, Lono, what the frick? What? How, what? How did you get that? Your guardian looks amazing. People do that all the time. People watch me use the Warden's Law for a little bit, and they're like, yo, what hand cannon is that? You know, because it looks different. It hits hard. It's always got its reload fast, you know. I got a nice roll on it. I think the same thing would happen if you gave some of those some of those tangible and visible rewards for hitting certain triumphs. And that's just good endgame grind. And it's just cosmetic, but it's still cool, right? The uh, 
Train says, the title for Dredgen is broken for sure. The light versus light requires to kill an invader during their super. I played 20 plus games this week of playtime and only one invader used their super. Really, uh, it really frustrates me as a player when I have no control over other players. They could just make it increased, say, kill people while invading just to encourage people to use their super. What do you think? Well, I think the triumphs were built around a concept of game. Like, I think that triumph betrays the fact that Bungie didn't really playtest Gambit in private with certain weapons. If they would have playtested Gambit in private with Queenbreaker, they'd have said, dude, no one's going to freaking use their super when invading, and that's going to make this triumph almost impossible, right? So, given that reality, I mean, I just think that's that's more confirmation. They just did not test Gambit with the, with the loadouts that we were going to have at our disposal it's like if you if you can basically if you can basically go in go into gambit with queen breaker you're never even a 1k or sleeper right it's like did you guys use any of these weapons in your playtest of gambit because you would have known no one's going to invade and pop their super but think about it right think about it go back go go back and look at go back and look at everything that you you saw in those initial reveals you saw this this they'd go over and they'd use their stealthy supers right they'd use their stealthy supers and then they you know they'd get a, they'd get like a triple and that i think proves that they were kind of thinking that's what people were going to do they were going to be using their supers and they were going to be you know bashing people's skulls in with their slams and everything else and then nobody's doing that and so the, the triumphs in the game is built around what they initially showed and what they initially thought people were going to do you know so uh next question hang on I can't scroll it there we go ace of discord I think elemental and kinetic mods can be reintroduced in a way uh, that wouldn't break the sandbox and would greatly diversify weapon usage. What do you think? Elemental and kinetic mods can be introduced in a way that wouldn't break the sandbox. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think... Um, I think that if people... If people would could could go back to having true elemental primaries again... I, I mean, I think people would be amazed at how fun that is. You'd be amazed how fun that is. Oh, we'll be too strong. We'll be too strong. Uh, not really. Not really. I mean, it, you're not you're not that strong. You're not that strong, you know, when you get that. I mean, think of how strong we are now, right? Think of how strong we are now. Like, <laughs> you're not that strong when you have an elemental primary. It's like, oh my gosh, you're breaking the game, Lono. You're using a nation of beasts. <laughs> it's like, eh, you know. So... I, I would say, yeah, this would be a great way to bring back, you know, diversity in the weapon loadout. Uh, Jake the Kid, Lono, what's your opinion on bringing back strong D1 exotics through quest lines like Last Word, Thunderlord, and Ace? I'm fine with it. It doesn't bother me. I'm fine with it. I, they can bring them back. They can be quest line exotics. That's totally fine. As long as they reintroduce, as long as they're introducing things like 1K voices and, you know, the new grenade launcher exotic, yeah, I'm fine with it. it just keep, keep doing both and I'll never complain because the old exotics are fun. We know they're fun. King Boomstick, AR uh, PGs like Diablo, endgame doesn't start until you reach max level and then the loot grind begins. With Destiny, the leveling to max level is based off of your loot. Should light level be capped or coincide with the character's level? 
Should Black Armory have increased player level with power level? 55 to match the 650. I, I just... Dividing the level and the power level has never made sense to me. I don't understand why they even bother with that. I think the main reason they do that is for control. Right? Um... You know, it, it, you can't. It makes it, it makes it so when you're leveling up, you can't just pass down weapons and skip steps, right? You're like, well, I can't use that weapon yet. I have to hit this level. Like in Forsaken, you couldn't equip all those really strong guns till you hit a certain level. Well, it's just a hoop that you're making me jump through. It doesn't actually slow me down. Like I'm still leveling up. It just limits the powerful drops for that character because the guns aren't equipable. The guns are not equipable until you. You know, until you get to that level, so the drops you're getting along the way leading up to it aren't as high as they could be. Again, you're just kind of controlling. You're not necessarily adding value. Um, I I don't even know why the two exist. To me, it just makes sense that anytime you're playing the game, gear can drop and help your level go up. And if gear can drop and help your level go up, then that just keeps you playing in all facets of the game. And you're trying out different different game modes and different things because there's those powerful drops. I think that's what they, their their conception was, right? Well, if we have if we use milestones, we'll get people to try different game modes because they have to go do these milestones in order to level up. The problem is is when you go into a game mode you don't enjoy, and then you get something that doesn't help you, then that makes you like that content even less. If you're not a fan of the Crucible and you go and do those five games and you get an item that goes to your highest spot and is lower, you get a kinetic that's lower than your equipped kinetic, I mean, that's infuriating and it kind of makes you hate Crucible just a little bit more. (laughs) So, but if you went into Crucible and you knew I'm getting armor, I need armor, and at the very least, it didn't target your highest. It always targeted anything but your highest. So you got some kind of a bump then you felt like that was that was time well spent. You got you know you got some purpose out of it. So, next question: Food ants. Do you think the soft cap should be moved up uh, on the previous hard cap? Some of my uh, up to the previous hard cap. Some of my buddies are still below six hundred. I feel like it's been a weeks so they'll be able to play the forges with me. This is why I don't think they're swinging hard enough, but I think Bungie's doing what they can. Right? They're doing what they can. Uh, by making the milestones have bigger drops and making prime engrams drop more often and the prime engrams will have bigger jumps as well. I happen to think uh, I happen to think they could say we're going to make everything help you level up. But I think that's harder to change right now. If you do a lost sector, if you do a public event, if you do a strike, I personally think that you should be getting level bumps from that. Anything that drops. That blue that just dropped, if I was below 600, that blue should help me. Now, that leads to people doing kind of what they're supposed to do when people are like, play like me, play like me, don't infuse that much, save your infusion materials, right? Like, they defend the, the infusion cost by saying you should play like them, which is a terrible defense of the, of the infusion cost, but they'll say it, right? Well, play like me. Well... <laughs> If the blues were helping you level up and it was dropping at that quick, that's what I do whenever I'm playing through the campaign for the first time. You're not infusing. You're not infusing. You're just you're just putting on the you're just putting on the stuff. You're saying, oh, okay, you know, I'm uh 
I'm just gonna put on the blue because you know this is this is gonna this is gonna help me and you know there's no reason to infuse because it's a blue. That's what I think. I think your friends are gonna need that too. I with the RNG system of the of the leveling and the bigger drops, I still think people are gonna end a week of playing and feel like they didn't progress enough because they want to play with their buds. And a lot of people are going to keep hearing us say stuff like that and be like, why do you have to casualify it? Why do you have to give people inroads to the content? You're going to go back to Destiny 2 year one. And it's just like, no, we're not. There's a significant difference between making endgame content too easy and gear too accessible and just getting people in the door. I'm just trying to get people in the door. I'm not trying to make everything easy. I like the fact that there's gear you can't get anywhere else and there's really dope stuff in the raids and stuff and the forge grind will take a while if you want god rolls. Um, I like that. I don't want to grade against that, but I also don't want people sitting outside, as I said yesterday, sitting outside the gymnasium. You get all this new equipment and all these new activities and everybody's just sitting outside the gymnasium. I want to get people inside the gymnasium. Chrono Ignite says, we should be expecting a retooling of the system either in September or when D3 comes out. As history has shown, Bungie likes to flip everything on its head. Is that good or bad? I guess we'll have to wait and see. I don't think they like to flip things on their head just because like they're obsessed with that or something. I think that's just the nature of the game since the beginning. This is the tug of war between the people who play a lot and the people who play less frequently, right? That's why I said Bungie is in such a privileged position. They have casuals that love their game as much as the hardcores. You may play more than than the casual guy, but that casual guy likes the game just as much as you do, you know? You may fish every single weekend, but your cousin loves fishing just as much, and man, he wishes he could go fishing more, but, you know, he works a different job or maybe he doesn't live in a city where he can fish as often so he gets in when he can well you both love fishing just as much as the other you're not gonna gatekeep him from fishing with you well did you uh have you take that baiting class did you go to did you watch that video no well then you can't come fishing with me like you wouldn't do that you'd be like yeah we both love fishing just as much as the other and it's better when we're together it's more fun <laughs> like So Bungie's in just a very privileged position to have two sides of the community love their game so much. And honestly, these arguments and these discussions helps Bungie. They benefit, man. They benefit big time. This tug of war between you that play all the time and those that don't, this tug of war is so helpful for Bungie. It's so helpful. They get to to really, really create a, a game that can kind of do that balancing act this conversation gets us there because when the hardcore person's like infusion should be painful leveling should be slow okay that's informative we'll remember that you said that we'll also remember that you said that and it's kind of funny because you gamed the system exploited everything saved everything and you hit max level in two weeks so is leveling really that important to you Eh, player behavior and what the player is saying doesn't really match up. Gotta parse that. Okay, what else are they saying? Infusion should be costly. Okay. Oh, they're also saying infusion's not a pain point for them. Okay, that's informative. They value decision-making to be painful and a grind, even though those value points aren't landing on them. And the rest of the community is saying we don't like infusion pain. We don't like leveling to be slow. Like, this back and forth is extremely beneficial for Bungie's game design. 
If they lean too hard to one side, you end up with Destiny 2 Year 1 far too casual. If they lean too hard to the other side, you're going to end up with a gatekeeping elitist group of grumps who don't have anybody to play with because matchmaking takes forever and you pushed everybody else out the door. You shoved, get out of here, you don't play enough. Get out of here, you should have played more in between the deliverables. Like, you didn't play, you should have played more if you cared about the end game. Like, okay... Okay, grumpy grandpa. Like, I guess I could have played more. <laughs> like, but I didn't, so I guess I'm being punished or I'm being sort of uninvited to the game now. You know, that's not a good business decision, which is why Bungie's not agreeing with that sentimentality. Noth21, a question about roles. Does timed payload divide damage the same way as explosive payload or is it extra damage? I actually don't know the answer to this. We'd have to go to the YouTubers like Cacus and Mesa Sean. I don't know if they've tested these. Antibiotic. Don't you think exotics should not be rare, but catalysts? At least people could play with the new stuff and catalysts could just some extra. No, because like the identity of an exotic is supposed to be rare. Like you, I mean, look at the classifications, right? Isn't a blue, isn't a blue rare? And then there's legendary. So there's rare, legendary and exotic. I think that's the titles, right? And then I think green is, is green common, I don't know what they call white. Is it is white nothing? Like they don't even give it a classification? I don't know. I, I, exotics need to be rare. They do. Um, Nifty Biscuit, thank you for seven months of subs. You welcome back more than half a year. Thanks for keeping your prime sub here. White is uncommon. There you go. Wait. Wouldn't uncommon be white is common, green is uncommon. Sorry. Yeah, there you go, smack. Yeah, common, uncommon, rare, legendary, exotic. That spectrum gets turned on its head if exotics are dropping pretty easily, but the catalysts are taking a while. You know? Hundo Calrissian. I like that, dude. I like that name. Like, Lando Calrissian, but Hundo Calrissian? You get you get extra marks for creativity. Thank you for using your Twitch Prime sub here. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. And you got a dope username. Uh, Dolan... Dolan Corn, what do you think about bringing back something like Haunted Forest during Mercury Flashpoint, adding Prophecy Forge weapons with random rolls, curated rolls as an incentive? Yeah, I mean, just yesterday I had like a lightning bolt during my Q and A, and I said, "Hey, Bungie, this is a this is a diamond, just this is a dynamite idea. This is a dynamite idea." Fleas with eight months, welcome back. Thanks for keeping your prime sub here. If they said, "Hey guys, next month," All of the guns and all of the armor from uh, from Curse now has random rolls, and it can drop from activities on there, like you're saying. Bring back Haunted Forest. That's a huge, huge injection of content. Hey guys, all of the EDZ stuff now drops random rolls. You can get an old-fashioned with a mod slot and random rolls. Isn't that cool? And there's activities on the EDZ for you to grind to get them. Maybe there's adventures that are, are likely to drop them. Right? And so you just grinded that adventure because people were grinding Lost Sectors for Dust Rock Blues, weren't they? That is a huge win for the community. That is so much. That is so much content. There's so much stuff. Do it during the Flashpoint? Well, maybe during the Flashpoint, all of the weapons on that planet have a higher drop chance or something. Rhythmic Urgency is cool, but if you only during doing it during the Flashpoint... I, I'm gonna say maybe to that. You guys know I like my rhythmic urgency. 
you know, hey, you gotta get in now, it's the nightfall, it creates that sense of, like, you know, excitement, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta get it, yes, it's this week, I didn't get it, frick, and it adds value down the road, you know, it kicks a can down the road, well, I didn't get it this week, I guess I'll play it next week, or the next time it shows up. Uh, crusty meat. I know chat is gonna crap on me for saying this, but if you didn't put in the work for Forsaken, why should you be able to just hop into the Black Armory? Because this is a business, and being unwelcoming to your patrons is stupid. <laughs> uh, it's just, they want people to buy the annual pass and play, okay? And the attitude that people are taking, that, like the attitude that you're sort of espousing, is and, I, and I'm not being mean and dismissive here, but if you looked at it from a business standpoint, there's nothing else to call it. It's stupid. You're being unwelcoming to your paying and potential patrons. You know? I'm not crapping on you. I'm just calling a spade a spade. Like, if Bungie's sitting in a meeting and like, okay, how can we get people to play our game and buy our content? The last thing you're going to hear in those meetings is, I tell you what we do. We make it really hard to get into the content. And then we kind of scold the players who took a break and we say, well, you should have been playing or you should have played more or, oh, well, you should play like those streamers, you know, the streamers who keep defending high infusion costs and the streamers who, uh, oh, exotic on the ground, the streamers that, you know, defend the low leveling, you should play like them. Winter's Guile with nothing. Did it drop powerful? It did. It drops powerful. And exotics look so cool on the ground like that. I love it. It's like a yellow prime. Uh, so, again, you're welcome to feel this way and be like, you know, I really think people should have had to put in the work, which at a ground level, I, that's just an assertion. I think they should have had to put in the work. Why? Because I did. Okay. Why does that matter? Why does that matter? Um, it, I, it, it devalues what I've done. It, it's a disrespectful to my time. Okay. So you're arguing from emotion and sentimentality. You're not arguing from like, what's a good system? What's good design for the player base at large? What's good for the game? You're arguing for how it makes you feel. You see what I'm saying? It's not like, if this is the way it's set up, it's better. The community at large will have a more extended way of engaging with the content. It'll be more drawn out. There'll be more value. You know, the 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 this, the players will feel like they're getting more money. You know, more for their time, right? No, you're saying I don't I don't want them to be able to do that. I that that I don't like the way that makes me feel. I just don't think that's how you establish game design. You know, what does it matter to you? It's six hundred anyway. Let me ask you something. You care that people can get to 335 or 400 really easily with Spark of Light? Does that bother you? Does it keep you up at night? Because it should. Those are the old level caps. No, I don't care. Those are the, those are the old level caps. That's, that's, that's old stuff. Oh, well then why the frick does it matter now? You know? Are you, are you losing your shirt and pulling your hair out? Because people are like getting to 335 and 400 like in the blink of an eye? Cause that took me a long time during the first year. That took that took running raids and, and milestones and navigating all that stuff. I had to do all that, and they don't now. They can just pop a spark of light. They can just boot up the game, and they they're right with me. Old level caps just don't matter. Stop caring about it. 
I'm not trying to tell you what you should or shouldn't care about. I'm just saying Bungie's not going to share in your feelings. That's fine. You're allowed to feel that. Your feelings are legitimate, but your feelings aren't going to dictate game design because it's not good for business. Next question. Bearded Frontier. In coming back to Destiny after not playing for some time, is the annual pass really necessary or required to continue to grow your character? Well, I mean, you can run milestones and content and level up. I mean, you can you can do that. You don't have to do the annual pass. Annual pass is going to give you more places to do that. You get a weekly guaranteed piece of armor from uh, Ada with her forges. Uh, you get a great weapon grind if you want to try to get these cool new weapons like I'm doing. You just keep looping through it and hoping for good drops. You get a new raid that will also help you level up because it's just more drops and more things to raise your power level. Um, there are new perks and new guns that you could experience in the forge and in the raid. There are completely new mods that you could experience. Rampage Extender, Dragonfly Enhancer, things like that that you can't get if you don't get the new content so yeah i i think uh i need to put well on for this encounter because we're not using my uh i'm not using my dawn blade it's like the fifth time i've gotten to this point and uh i'm not using dawn blade and uh, i should the only problem with melting point is he aggros and looks down so it's hard to land those shots so i mean you coming back to Destiny and wanting to play, a lot of that just depends on what you what's your sentimentality. But like, I would think if you are a fan of Destiny and you're considering coming back to play, to some degree, we all have that common thread of motivation. Progress level loot. Progress level loot. Like these are the things that people are motivated by. Progress level loot. Like you're making progress, you're getting stuff, you're you're getting to do new experiences, and you're getting new loot. Like that's pretty I think those are pretty shared, pretty universal and shared motivators, you know? So and I think the annual pass and black armory offers that to you. Aaron pumping. How about Zer selling one three of coin per week and you use that coin towards targeted powerful loot? He will sell one of every armor in primary special heavy. You can use your coin on that one for those times where, man, I really need that chest piece. Yeah, I'm not against this. I'm not against this. This is okay. This is okay. I don't think this gets at the heart of the problem. The heart of the problem is that... uh, The heart of the problem is that people are getting stuck and they feel helpless. This is kind of like throwing a bone to a starving person it's a bone they could gnaw on it and there's a little bit of meat on it and it would might help but like this doesn't seem to be enough this just doesn't seem to be enough the bigger jumps from milestone great decision thank you Bungie. more prime drops that give bigger jumps good good decision thank you Bungie. at least if you're under 600 I, again i think the next thing they want to do is add intentionality because again if you do all of that and you give people that taste and they come back and like, man, I got to 600. Oh, yeah. And then they hit a brick wall because now the bad RNG and the limited milestone starts to just bang on all cylinders of frustration for them again. Intentionality and some threads of smart RNG could go a really, really long way. It could go a really, really long way. Let's check the roll we got on this hand cannon. We got surrounded. This weapon gains bonus damage when three or more enemies are in close proximity and ambitious assassin. What a weird perk to put on a hand cannon. That's what we got. 
And then we got the grenade launcher. This is just one of the re- reskinned ones. Auto loading holder, ambitious assassin. Yeah, it's a cool looking grenade launcher, but uh, that's not exactly the role you'd want to go for. I think I got a really good spike nade one. Uh, last question, Juicebox. If you were in charge of Bungie, would you rather the milestones are randomly assigned armor or weapon, or the player gets to choose which they get version of leveling? I think choosing what you get is a little too much. It's a little too much. I like the idea, because if I, I've got another question from Slaughter, I'll take it. I'll take Sergeant Slaughter's question. Um, I like the idea of leaning into what Bungie seems to, to, to enjoy, and they seem to enjoy routing you into different sections of the game. So, if you really need armor one week, I think you're just sort of naturally going to say... I'm going to go run this content because it has armor. And that's good for that's good for Destiny because you may decide, okay, Crucible's not that bad. Mayhem's actually kind of fun. Um, uh, Gambit's not that bad. It's not that punishing, right? So I, I think that would be the better option because I, I think there's definitely a theme here with the milestones of like they want you to kind of rotate through all the content. So... Sergeant Slaughter, Lono, how would you feel about Zur dressing up as Santa and this one time a year having the ability to select one exotic from Zur's inventory? Thoughts, Zermis? I mean, I don't want him to dress up as Santa. That's too chintzy and cheesy. But if he could say, you know, I am but a trash collector. And then, you know, he would say, happy dawning. You can pick one exotic. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know, man. Just like... Letting them, letting them, letting people just pick an exotic feels weird to me. Uh, Andre with the brand new Prime sub. Uh, thank you so much, dude. Thank you so much. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Your dope and deserve dope stuff. And Son of Krypton with four months. Welcome back. I missed Son of Krypton's resub. Thank you. I do have alerts turned off during uh, this talk. Yes, yeah, Zur with the white beard. Yeah. I, uh, I I think I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Scrooge to this suggestion. I'm gonna be Scrooge. I don't think that this is uh, is something that we want in the game. I don't think we want people just being able to buy any any exotic. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a Scrooge. I'm gonna be a Scrooge. Okay. So we're gonna keep on streaming. I have something neat to show you guys in just a second. So don't go anywhere. I do have something really cool to show you. And uh, as with all of my content, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash Rage, or follow me on Twitter at Rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening or watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.